Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And he's sitting the small business guy joining small us. Small business guy, you messed it. every time you mess my I know. introduction S- up. The small man, but I know you'll make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. and, and Jill you Cole always mess my intro. Up. I bet you won't mess hers up. Small business guy. That's because she likes me better. That's oh, right. <laughs> go on, do hers perfectly. Jill Colton, former broadcaster and YouTuber. Thank you. That was perfect. And it soon was, wasn't and it? Soon yeah. And she went good on mine. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Toronto cop in trouble for partying it up while watching over a dead body. Look, this is a 20-year vet on duty watching a scene waiting for the coroner to show up when he gets hammered on the job and smokes a cigar that belonged to the dead homeowner or person in the house. He slurs his way through a call, passes out, I'll start with you, Andy, because you're already laughing. This is the second time in two weeks that we have had on-duty cops partying like rock stars. Um, It's just one bad headline after another. (laughs) I come from the land of Monty Python. So my first question is, why are you guarding a corpse? He's not going anywhere. Because it could have been a a suspicious death. But we we, we don't know. It was part of a. It could have been a suspicious death. But the idea of somebody guarding a, a corpse who's going to walk away, and then he's sitting there going, "Think I'll get drunk, right?" I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's got that Monty Python esque thing. Yes, they shouldn't be doing it. There'll be a big inquiry. He'll I get his hand slapped. Well, he goes to what? What's the name of the? They go to. They get an the internal SIU? investigation. No, it won't yeah. go to the SIU. It'll get a special investigation. But here's the thing. I mean, the the pot cops allegedly pot cops, edible people. They th- Look, they were armed on duty, eh, wandering around the streets. This is made of all the late night shows. And now you've got this second story mm-hmm. of an on-duty cop armed. He would have had a gun. And, and, well, and in, again, case, in case the corpse got up and attacked you. Well, it <laughs> again, you're laughing good. at it. But if it were gets... your loved one, I don't think you'd be happy. Well, I definitely uh, don't want to paint the picture that all police do this sort of thing, even though based on what you're saying, Alex, it's not looking good. Uh, But I have so many questions, as in, was he an alcoholic? Does he have PTSD? Fair enough. What kind of alcohol was he drinking? Probably what kind good, of cigars did he pick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing, but I got to be well, honest. What else can you do, Alex? Well, because you're not thinking of the implications. Like, was this a suspicious death? Were they looking into an investigation for any reason? I don't know. Um, but again, armed police officers on duty. These are the people that we are paying a lot of money to, big mm-hmm. pensions, and they're they're armed. I mean, there, there are things that could have gone wrong. <laughs> I, I, I get that, but it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> We don't know all the facts. He could have been guarding it because it was a suspicious death. Not, I, like not, the fact, I like the fact that he then got on the radio drunk and uh, started going, okay, uh, Sergeant, uh, I've got a dead body. Can someone bring me a hot dog? I'm very hungry. <laughs> yeah. But again, we're, we've got a union right now crying and, and, and fighting for more resources. We have two ongoing investigations that are very serious right now. We've got an alleged serial killer and bodies being found in implants. We've got uh, the Sherman uh, case. These are not, these are pretty serious times for our, for our officers. And and look, they've been hit by bad headline after bad headline for the last three or four months. And these are the cops that I know. And this is definitely not contributing 
to uh, making the cops look good, for sure. I think that this is an anomaly, though. I really do. I think it's a one-off incident. I, I certainly don't want to paint two all officers, like I said. But I, at the same time, I agree. I mean, they're getting a lot of money. It's completely irresponsible. Does the chief... But, I mean, look, the, the guy's getting paid to sit on his butt at home while they investigate. In all fairness, perhaps he was drinking because he saw the dead body and it drove him to drink. Really? I'm just joking. We could play this all night, you know. Uh, we could play Guess What the Dead Body Am was doing. Am I the only that. adult in this conversation? What are what? you people seeing about this? It this is, is like a Monty Python episode, though. It, it really it is. It is. It is, but we're paying but for him to be suspected. suspended under investigation. And okay. I'm, I'm looking at this going, okay, hold on a second. Funny, funny, ha-ha, but like... I'm sure the chief's not laughing. I'm sure he isn't. Well, we presume he's not. But I mean, this is, you know, as Jill said, this is an anomaly. I think that all most cops are good cops. They're oh, doing I, a great job. That. They're out in the front line. But you know what? In this week of comic politics and this stupidity that's going on, you've got to find a laugh every now and then. The police people. He's not even, like, we can't even call him a policeman. He's a police pe- person. <laughs> you want to go down that road? I'm just saying. Okay, Pearson, go right that down is true. it. <laughs> All right. It probably will make international headlines. Of course so. it will. No I, doubt. You know? Like, anyway. All right, other than basketball. Sarge, I think the body just moved. <laughs> other than basket weaving, I cannot think of a dumber thing, but there is outrage brewing over a publicly funded Ontario College plan to launch a diploma program in homeopathy. This is a program based on philosophy of illness and not science. So my question, and I'm going to play a concern because there's a, there are concerns out of, out of the medical community because it, we're, we're paying to teach junk science. Take a listen. The concern is that patients will um, think that homeopathy works. Mm-hmm. It's being ta- taught at a college. They can put a diploma on their wall and they'll go ahead and treat their ailments with a homeopathic remedy rather than uh, therapies that actually do work. Okay, look, I'm all about um, being educated. If you want to take homeopathy, Bob's your uncle. I don't care what you do, but I don't want to pay for it. Why? Why are the taxpayers paying for these kind of junk, uh, junk diplomas? I have no idea. I think this is disgusting, stupid, typical, you know, bureaucracy, waste of money. I, I, I'm one of those believers. I think Western medicine works. I think there are alternative medicines that work. You know. Put eucalyptus oil up your nose and instead of what are you laughing at? Jill? True, it's so true. Rather than the, the over-the-counter drugs, but homeopathy is is just you know new tales and the the good things make good things happen. But you know. why am I paying for it? Why are you I paying don't, for I, it? I, I don't. It's disgusting. And I, I you know if I could write a letter to somebody or complain to somebody, but the problem is there's so much bureaucracy that decides this, and somebody once again goes, oh, "This looks like a good idea." Right. But again, this when the province said that they would start paying for for education, this is the kind of crap that we we were waving waving the red flag around. Of, I'm sorry, if you're going to take a poli sci degree or a poetry reading, great, those are fantastic things. But I'm not paying for it. If you want to go into engineering and the sciences and medical, I'm happy to help. I completely agree. Uh, I don't think we should be funding humanities at all, but that's a different subject, probably for a different day. Uh, it doesn't have any scientific value. I mean, why aren't we funding rain dancing? Well, we like, probably are. We just haven't school. found it yet. Yeah, exactly. I just think, like you, that the government should be staying out of this. Just keep your hand out of it. Get out of this situation and stop making me pay for this crap. I don't want to. <laughs> I, think the, I think the bigger danger is, I mean, besides government waste of money, and you know how I feel yeah. about that, it's part of government. It's part of bureaucracy. I'm numb to it. What does scare me is you're now going to have this 
degree or some learning certificate and people are going to go in believing that this will cure cancer. Validating junk science. And and that to me is a tragedy in, you know, in the waiting. Yeah, and I agree. Look, you know, like the fact that kids aren't getting vaccinated because people actually think, you know, that they, they don't have to vaccinate. They want to play experiment with kids and all the rest of it. You know, sure, there are questions that can be asked, but it's it's become such a problem and so pervasive of people actually listening to this stuff. And now you're going to validate it with with government money. Yeah, but I think that that's the entire plan, right? They just want to get as much money as they can. They want to put their finger in as many pies as they can. And ultimately, we're getting our money stolen from us to validate this junk science. It's in embarrassing to some degree because the government is putting themselves behind this. It's not a degree program. Let's get real. I mean, there's a lot of things that aren't degree programs, but this certainly is not one. But you still get some sort of certificate, don't yeah, you? That's yeah, that's fine. Give them a certificate, but don't give them a degree or a diploma. I, I just, I don't, I don't really see why you would do that because it's junk science. Yeah, I, I, I agree. But like I say, they, they're going to get a certificate and they're going to hang it up on a wall and rent a small uh, place and people are going to come in and think they can cure cancel with, with water. Yeah, I tend to agree. All right, we'll take a quick break on that one. All right, when we come back, we will talk about the business community and why they have no confidence anymore in Ontario because that is one thing that I don't think our small businessman will laugh at. We'll talk about that next coming up here on Point on Global News Radio. Great to have you back here for Counterpoint. Jill Colton joining me and... Andy Stinton, the small businessman. <laughs> she did it right. I did. With a wad of, of protein bar right in my cheek, which was making me all gummy look, in the mouth. Look a bit like a chipmunk when you do I that. I do it. <laughs> okay, businesses say they cannot compete. The Chamber of Commerce coming out with a study that says 47% have lost confidence in the economy. So they are now looking, Andy, at these leaders with a lot of hope that A, and primarily that they'll kill that carbon tax because it is a real job killer. Let's, let's kill the carbon tax right here. Right now, you Gladly. guys, you're you guys are in the political business. Average schmo businessman like me, and I had Laurie Goldstein one time try to explain it to me. I don't get it, and I think the it's av- a tax. Yeah, I understand it's a tax, in but it's carbon-based and it's neutral. It's a tax. Period. That's it, and that's all you have to know about it. I, I, well, I don't like taxes, but what I do know, <laughs> strange though that may seem, what I do know, you hear about all these projections and then there's the minimum wage and I've been on here moaning about it. I've noticed in the last year to six months, a lot of these businesses that are complaining are going, oh, well, it's the minimum wage, it's the NAFTA agreement, it's this. You know, their problem is they keep doing the same thing in their business over and over and over and over again, even though the business landscape is dramatically changing on a yearly basis. You know, I have to bring out new services every year. I have to find new ways to promote them because that's what you do as a businessman. I think a lot of these people are just whining and finding a reason to blame. Okay, but here's the thing. Businesses have had to, in the last year and a half, deal with unbelievable hydro costs that they they don't get any subsidies from. Then, of course, the minimum wage that they didn't have time to forecast. Lots of regulations of like fees and permits and all that crap. And now they're dealing with having to compete, especially in the manufacturing sector, Jill, against policies on the Trump uh, side of things that have made it very hard to compete. And so I think that's why they're feeling like, why am I even in business anymore? There's nothing. And then they were going to have to deal with cap and trade and or the carbon tax. Yeah, and I can't blame them. That's a lot of extra costs. Absolutely. I can't blame them. I'm also uh, an entrepreneur. My husband and I are real estate investors, and I can tell you we've already started investing in America. 
because tax-wise, it is just so much more beneficial. I find that it's becoming unlivable here. Everything costs so much money. It's almost uh. triple the cost. I mean, we're talking even even cell phone plans are way more expensive. So when you own a business, we're talking $15 an hour minimum wage. Or this is a job killer on top of the carbon tax, on top of the hydro rates. I mean, why would you want to do business here? It's not beneficial to you. You're not making the same kind of money. The same kind of money as what? What, as you what's, were before. What, what's your benchmark for making money? We definitely can't say that over the past 30 years, lifestyle has improved financially because look at millennials. They cannot afford a home. They are up to debt. Their eyeballs with their schooling. They can't afford children. We're talking about some serious changes that are happening here. You know what? I, I listen to these reports and I think that I'm going to say it again, caca poo poo in a lot of ways, because I drive down to a mall. The mall is Is that where you do your walking in the morning? No, I I have a wheelchair, okay? Don't you start. Uh, I have a wheelchair, um, which I have a little Syrian guy push me around in, which means means I'm I'm equal opportunity employer. Um, No, I, I drive around, and I think this is much more indicative, is I drive around, I see people in new cars, Mercedes, I see them in BMWs. But they're also debt. carrying a lot of personal debt. Okay. Debt up to their eyeballs. Sure and I see them out at the mall. Try getting in a mall on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Try getting into Sherway Gardens. It's packed. Holt Renfrew's packed. Okay, but what's your so, point? What, are you, okay, so what, are you what I'm saying is business and the economy is doing just fine, thank you, because I think that's more of a measure of it than Rocco Rossi standing there, super nice guy, super intelligent guy, looking at his little exclusive companies. He's got, what, 600 members? Is that, is that what he's got or something like that in the individual boards of trade? Most small businesses are not in that board of trade either. I don't belong to I, it. Well, I don't think a lot of businesses know about it, but they well, probably... We know about it, but I'm not paying $500 a year for what? What am I I going to pay $500 for? So you're one of very few business people that think Ontario's a a friendly business. I I think it's a good place to run a business if you know what you're doing. But I think a lot of people, they're making up for their ineptitude in running a business, right? And they're blaming, oh, it's NAFTA. No, it's not NAFTA. Well, I think it's a collective of things um, that you can can throw against. Look, if you're in the manufacturing sector, you, you know these changes have now forced a lot of manufacturing for car parts and things. That they're not expanding in Ontario anymore because there are no reasons to do it. Low hydro used to be a reason to do it, and low low taxes. Now they're looking stateside, saying, "Well, look, I, there's no reason for me not to go to the states to expand." Yeah, that's right. They're deregulating like crazy in the U.S. Why would you do a business here? Why would you start a business here? Look at Campbell's Soup. They're leaving. Look at Bacardi. They're leaving. There are reasons for this. And this is because it's an unfavorable business environment. If you're not going to make money, the bottom line is to make money. If it's cheaper for you to do business in the U.S. and have a manufacturing plant there, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to go there. Business owners are smart. They're not stupid people. We, you they want to make money. You talking about manufacturing. Those are big businesses. But in Ontario, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's like 90% of the businesses are small businesses. I've heard from many, and they are, they are, they're just they're But cutting. do you know what a small business is, according yep. to statistics? I think it's 50 to 100 employees. They That's... have things called micro-businesses, which are less than five employees. Mm-hmm. And most of the people I know are running businesses successfully of less than five employees. 
And, and Most they're of them that I fine. know, though, that are running those types of businesses have had to cut back hours based on the minimum Labor. wage. They've had to stop employing people that they would necess- that they would want to, that extra person, instead of having five staff, now they have four staff. So they are cutting back in their own way. Did they change know? their product mix? Did they change their products well, so, in some the new Some of them can. I mean, some, yes, some they of them, can. Well, okay. Well, you're making broad assumptions on everybody, and you can't do that. You just can't do that. I, f- I just did. But you can't because it's ignorant. That's, you, that's but, easy but to say. But you can because I keep seeing these people and they're selling the same product over and over again. But the market has changed. Right. Okay. But if and you now go and find a new product to sell. Oh, it's not that easy. It's very okay, easy. But it's not. I mean, you have a very defined business. And so you can. My business is far from defined. I have opened two new businesses in the last five years, servicing different parts of the same market with different services. Okay. I, I want to move to the next topic only because I, I, I want to get a little bit of your opinion and I don't have a lot of time. Um, billion dollars. Six-year investigation, no charges. And I'm talking about Orange, uh, an agency that was essentially a piggy bank. Police say they can't find any evidence, but it's because basically they were stonewalled. So it's just a billion more dollars. Ancient history to you? No, it's not at all. I, I think it's entirely predictable, unfortunately. We're talking six years of this investigation. We know this guy's guilty. Well. We I think that there's a lot of people. A lot of people are going, come on, what are we getting out of this? They can say it. I can't. You can't. Well, I definitely can. I mean, come on. Uh, If you read anything about this case, I mean, there was definitely some crimes committed both morally. It was very, it's a repugnant case, really. Uh, But the truth is, like, I just feel like a tax victim once again. I've been ripped off once again because you have all of these resources going into this investigation and we have absolutely nobody that's guilty. I mean, I know it's hard to get your head around it because it's political. It's a lot of, do you care? Uh, I, I care. And so because I'm the little business guy, I spent half an hour reading about this on Wikipedia these guys were really friggin' smart. It's a non-profit. Mm-hmm. They were moving. And I can see where the police had the problem. Yeah. I lost track. And they formed this company to do that. And they moved the money here. Mm-hmm. And, and they're really smart. I get why the OPP didn't get it. And it's an arm length, arm's length non-profit. What genius thought about making an ambulance service a non-profit to start with? Well, here's the thing. And again, it's just a stupid little taxpayer. They got stuck with the bill and no one has to pay the, the price. All right. Got to leave it there. Joel Colton. Andy Stinton. Got it right again. Thank you. Thanks, Alex.